Welcome to the Food Safety University podcast with Dr. Michelle Fannensteel, CEO of Dirigo Food Safety, where we believe in re-regionalizing food economies through education, training, and building community all through the lens of a robust food safety program. Hello and welcome to Food Safety University. I'm David Zarling. Senior Associate for Dirigo Food Safety. Uh, many of you may have heard Dr. P introduce me last week on last Thursday's episode, but if not, I'm going to be having an episode every Monday uh, on this podcast about plant management in a series called The New Plant Manager. Basically, what we're going to do is discuss the ins and outs of how to manage a plant, and it's not just for new managers, but it's also for managers who Uh, are entering a new facility that may be somewhat unfamiliar or someone that wants to get into plant management or production management. We're going to talk about the things that you really need to know. Um, You know, personally speaking, when I became a new manager, I had no experience and no training and and just kind of had to dive in uh, and, you know, didn't really know exactly what it was that I was supposed to be doing. So, you know, before we dive into that, a little bit about me. I've got a background in all kinds of food production. You know, I knew I wanted to be a great butcher someday. uh, And so I got a job as a dishwasher in a commissary kitchen, worked my way up into high volume retail meat cutting, moved to artisanal low volume whole carcass cutting uh, and, and retail sales. From there, moved into USDA inspected farm and mobile slaughter and processing, then moved to brick and mortar slaughter and processing, and uh, moved into mid-size, more wholesale processing, kind of a packing house style, and then later got into supply chain coordination. And, you know, I found that it's a passion of mine, um, creating great cultures and work environments and profitability for business owners. Uh, But it it wasn't always, you know, um, when I started out, I just wanted to be a great, great butcher. And in a lot of a lot of companies, uh, the most reliable, knowledgeable individual contributors often are pushed into management roles that they're not necessarily ready to or aspiring to. Um, you know, if you've worked with me in the past, you know that I have a, a, a strong belief that there are two different uh, work streams going on. There's management and then there's individual contribution. And, you know, you, one should not, I don't believe that one should be a promotion from the other. They're just two different paths, you know, and some of us like to manage and some of us don't, uh, said differently. Some of us are gluttons for punishment and some of us are not. That said, what I'd like to do is minimize the uh, the pain and 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 really shed some light on plant management and and what a rewarding um, career path that really can be because at the end of the day my management philosophy is that we are here to serve we are here to remove the speed bumps or pave the way for the technicians to just rip and and fly and do their best work. You know, so it, it truly is a, a service position, um, and and that's how I approach it. So new management, what what, what does that mean? You know, um, 
I've walked into plants or been promoted in plants in my in the early part of my career where I had absolutely no idea what I should be managing. And I've managed certain types of plants, got hired to manage other plants that were super, super different and didn't exactly know where to start. And that's the question we want to address. Where do we want to start? Oftentimes, I think it's really tempting to dive directly into efficiencies and bottlenecks and, and uh you know, figuring out how to make things more profitable. But at the end of the day, uh, I truly believe that in addition to those, we also need to address culture creation and training and making the workplace a great place to have a career, not just a place that you clock in and out of, right? Um, we need our teams to be bought in and invested and feel like they have lateral and upward mobility and that, that, uh, and that they have a career, no matter what the plant size is. I've managed a career, uh, I'm sorry, a, a facility that had a five-person crew, and we still had a, a, a very clear organizational chart and uh, roles and responsibilities and, and training programs. And I found that uh, when you invest in training, you have a much higher retention rate. So I find with the people that I work with in small plants, their plant managers often have the same questions. And this is the same question that new managers and new sous chefs or chef de cuisines or plant managers or production managers or food safety program managers, they all have the same questions, especially when they're new or in a new plant. Where do I begin? What am I actually managing? I just became the boss of my former coworkers. How do I build relationships? How do I how, how do I assume the role and change that relationship in a way that's respectful and, and collaborative? How do I get this plant in compliance quickly? Everything, so many things need to change right now. How do I get them into, into compliance very, very quickly? How do I build a culture of trust and accountability without uh, shocking the existing system too much. How do I do all of these things and maintain some kind of work-life balance? How do I manage a plant and not work 75 hours a, work, a week and get paid for 40 and uh, preserve my personal life? How do I manage my time? What do I use to manage my time? What takes priority? These are all questions that come up with new managers and, and uh, I've got a model that I find to be incredibly helpful. It's what I do when I start at a new plant. Uh, I go through this particular set of steps and um, by the time I'm done, and it generally takes 60 to 90 days to get through the whole thing, by the time I'm done, I've got a grip on my facility and I know what I'm managing. Not only do I know what I have to manage, but I also know what it looks like when it's being managed well and when we are meeting goals, right? Because key performance indicators, and I know that that's a very corporate term, however, um, it's, it's something that can be utilized at any size of production. It could be a custom exempt plant with a crew of three, and you still need to know what to measure in order to know whether you're doing a good job. So if any of that sounds familiar or useful to you, then this series the new plant manager will be very useful to you. It's going to, like I said, it's going to be every Monday and we're going to go through this model every week and uh, just kind of wrap our brains around what it takes to step into a new plant management role uh, with confidence and clarity and direction.
So just, just glossing over the model, we're just gonna take a very high level look at this and then we'll talk about the very first step. So the new plant manager model begins with an organizational planning phase, <clears throat> also known as form your team. If you, and when you listen to Food Safety University, you know that that is the first step uh, to solving any problems, form your team, right? And that takes knowing uh, what roles are absolutely non-negotiable in a plant, and we'll get into that. Uh, but you start with an organizational chart, you form job descriptions, and those are going to be based on a set of jobs that should be present in every plant. Next, you do an operational gap analysis, and that includes going over the food safety plan, which includes your HACCP plans, your SOPs, your SSOPs, your prerequisite programs, your 90-day validations, if they've been done, if they haven't been done, uh, you know, double-checking your supporting documentation. I can't tell you how many times I've done a desk audit in a plant right before an FSA, and the HACCP plan and the SOPs and the prerequisite programs all reference uh, supporting documentation that the plant does not have on hand and that, you know, has no value and, and is, is kind of a, a big deal in an FSA. And then we also do, after the operational gap analysis, we do a personnel analysis and we check for the job descriptions. What is on file right now? Do people know exactly what they're doing and, and how they know they're doing their job well? Onboarding programs, we analyze the onboarding and see what's it look like to become a new employee of this company, a new team member. You know, what was it like for you when you got hired? Are people excited and bought in after day one, after orientation? And what does that look like? And then we take a look at the gap in the training program. Training is such a huge deal because if you're not providing constant training, that's a lose-lose situation for both you and the team member, right? Because everyone wants to feel competent and know that they know what they're supposed to be doing when they're at work. That's a, a, an incredibly important thing. And if we've ever worked in these facilities where people just you know, share knowledge word of mouth, you learn how to do what you're doing because you talk to the person next to you on the block or, or on the table, um, that... that really creates a very siloed culture where people uh, hold on to information and expertise with a death grip because it feels like that's how you preserve job security. And we don't want that, right? Because that's, that's, not, a, that's, that's not a good feeling. It's a feeling of, uh, of, of uh, insecurity and stress response. And it, it, it just creates a really bad work culture. So we want to have a, a, a great, transparent, proactive and, and continually improving training program because uh, not only will you have a, a much more attractive bottom line, but you'll have uh, team members who feel very confident in, in their work. Then we take a look at the handbook. There has to be a place where we write things down um, and, and there has to be a documented collection of personnel procedures because it not only holds the team members accountable when you have an attendance policy, and it makes everything across the board the same for everyone. Uh, and that's really, really important to, to remove any nepotism or favoritism out of these situations. But, but it also holds the management team accountable for that exact reason because uh, it, really, it really keeps you know, some equality in the system and, and 
uh, makes everything the same for everyone across the board. So they feel like they're on, on the same scale um, because it's true, right? We want that to, to not be illusion, but to be true. Uh, we look at achievement reviews, performance achievement reviews, um, and, we, and we see where everybody's at, what it looks like, what disciplinary uh, documentation looks like what what uh, if you have you know what it looks like to, to meet with people for a review you know I highly suggest that wage reviews and performance reviews are separate because we don't want people to you know wage reviews uh, and performance shouldn't necessarily be shouldn't be kind of dangled like a carrot that feels like a lot of pressure and, and we, we want the performance and the wage to be separate so we do we, we analyze that program and see what currently exists uh, and how it's been handled in the past. And then we take a look at the internal job posting program because if you have jobs open but always hire from the outside and you never ask if the people on the inside want to learn something new, you know, that that does not support a robust training program and it and it feels like you're stuck, right? We really want lateral mobility to be um, available to people because it's fun and it's engaging and learning new things is, is uh, people are driven by that and, and we want to provide it as you know as uh, service people to our crew so once we've gone through the operational and personnel gap analysis we then move to a meeting schedule and i know that that sounds dry but it does not matter how large or small your facility is focused meetings will save you time on the production floor because if you don't have meetings that are focused on certain topics these questions will come up as on-the-spot training or as just general conversations on the production floor, and it will cut into uh, your efficiency. So if you if you set aside time for training and for meetings to address all issues and then just focus on production during production hours, uh, that will feel a lot more organized and streamlined for everyone. So we've got a, a specific meeting schedule that we talk about uh, in the new plant manager program. And we discuss exactly what that structure should look like. And meetings aren't just for disseminating information. It's also for relationship building because I'm a huge proponent of the one-on-one -on -one meeting between uh, you and your direct reports, even if you only have one. It's really, really important uh, because that's, that's a time that your attention as a plant manager or production manager is focused on that person. Because as we know, no matter how much we try to minimize firefighting in plant situations, there's there's always a lot of things going on, and it's hard for people to get your undivided attention. And so the one-on-one -on -one meeting is very, very important for that. So we'll, we'll get to the meeting schedule. Uh, the next step is the feedback how, model. How do we give feedback, and how do we set that precedent? It's I found it's actually incredibly important to um, – have a very transparent discussion at a management team meeting when you join about what feedback from you looks like so that people can anticipate those interactions and we take the pressure off of them and people don't feel singled out you know when we say hey everybody's going to get feedback all the time i like to correct you know if, if, if there's a car going down the road and uh, it starts to move towards the white line. We make a slight correction. We don't wait until we're in the ditch, right? And and that's a way of supporting our team is giving little feedback all the time. So we're going to talk about how to give that feedback. 
because that's awkward, right? Especially when you're a new manager, giving feedback, whether it's positive or a ne- or negative, can feel uh, really nerve wracking for some folks. Most folks. Then we're going to talk about the training program. We're going to set up an actual training program and what that looks like and how we document it and what the schedule is and and how we keep on top of it. Then we talk about time management. How do we manage our time as a manager? Because every single minute of every single day is spoken for already. And it's incredibly important for us to divide our time in a way that feels productive and we're, we're having you know, we're setting aside time to fight fires or we're having the flexibility to fight fires because the rest of our time has been organized. And there's a way to do that that's really non-intrusive and, and, and uh, really clear and natural. And we'll talk about how to manage our time. And that's going to also include delegation and what delegation means in an organization and project management, how to manage projects, um, at Deergo Food Safety, we use a uh, project management platform that's been incredibly helpful for us, and, and we'll also discuss that a little bit. Then we're going to move to a financial gap analysis. We're going to talk about that. And once we get through this entire program, and we've put all of these things together, and we're creating the programs after the gap analysis for each category, once we realize what we don't have, we realize what we need, we then create those programs, and we have a full plant management system where everybody knows exactly what they're supposed to do, and you know what you're going to manage every single day, and you can do it not in 70 hours a week with a reasonable workload, and you can go home and leave your work at work, and there, there truly is a way to do that. So hopefully you'll join me every week on Mondays where we can work our way through this gap analysis or, or, or this uh, you know, new plant manager model. We'll take several weeks to go through it and talk about exactly how long everything should take, the documentation that goes along with it, and how to do the steps. Um, and ultimately, the new plant manager program really coincides with Food Safety University. That's the deal, because Food Safety University gives you all of the food safety programs, the HACCP plan, the SOPs, the SSOPs, the prerequisite programs, the process flows. Everything comes in Food Safety University, and then the new plant manager model teaches you how to manage the food safety program. And then we add the personnel program to it. And that's ultimately where where we want to be as a manager of any type of business, right? Operations and personnel. So I hope you'll join me uh, every week. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to learn a lot. And we're going to truly dive into that mindset uh, that we as plant managers are servants of the crew and of the individual contributors so that they can do their best work and uh, we can create, you know, we can create that, that's that home away from home because... We are, we are all spending half of our lives at work, and so it should be a place that we, that we feel at least a little bit bought into. You know, um, work to live and not live to work, but, but certainly be engaged while you're there. So, uh, again, on Mondays, I'll see you at the New Plant Manager. Thanks so much for joining me today, and I'm really looking forward to going through this program with everyone and fielding your questions. If you have any questions at all, even right now, before we even start, uh, drop me a line, David at Deerago Food Safety. I'm always available for questions, 
When it comes to management, uh, whether it's operations or personnel, please drop me a line. I'm really looking forward to hearing from everybody. And so thank you in advance, and I hope everyone has a great and productive week. Thanks, everyone.